homophobic uh, behavior is still existing. 2016, where I got attacked by my neighbor and my finger got chopped off by my neighbor. So over the years, there was a lot of violations, a lot of violations. Jag möter Joe, Jennifer och de andra aktivisterna i Ligel på deras huvudkontor mitt i centrala Monrovia. Ligel är en av de största organisationerna i Liberia som kämpar för hbtq-personers rättigheter. Att vara homosexuell i Liberia är inte olagligt i sig, men de gamla lagarna från 1800-talet förbjuder så kallade avvikande sexuella handlingar och sexuella handlingar mellan personer av samma kön som enligt lagen kan ge upp till ett års fängelse. I praktiken är det farligt att vara öppet homosexuell i Liberia. Majoriteten av den djupt religiösa allmänheten är ofta fördomsfull och negativ mot homosexualitet. Attacker och trakasserier av hbtq-personer är inte ovanligt och leder sällan vidare till rättsliga åtgärder. Den förra presidenten, Ellen Johnson Sirleaf, som bland annat vann Nobels fredspris 2011, gjorde många viktiga förbättringar för flickor och kvinnor. Men när det kom till rättigheterna för hbtq-personer var hon desto mindre engagerad. Här i ett klipp från en intervju med The Guardian från 2012. Madam President, uh, what's your position on decriminalizing homosexual acts in Liberia? I've already taken a position on that, that um, we're not going to sign any such law. To, you won't sign any law to decriminalize? I won't sign any law that has to do with that area, none whatsoever. We like ourselves just the way we are. But at the moment, I mean, um, voluntary sodomy is illegal at the moment. So in essence, homosexuality for two gay men under the books is illegal in Liberia. We've got certain traditional values in our society that we'd like to preserve. So you're saying you wouldn't decriminalize that current law? I've just said to you we're going to maintain our traditional values. LGBTI issue is a human right issue. And being a human, once you are born as a human, you are entitled to the rights, despite of your sexuality. I'm Joe, Joe Wellington Thomas. I work for the Lesbian Gay Association as a senior project coordinator. Legal är alltså en av de största organisationerna i Liberia som jobbar med hbtq-personers rättigheter. De utbildar poliser, vårdpersonal, lärare religiösa ledare och försöker få alla att förstå hur mycket den som är accepterad i samhället kan bidra med. We 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 develop champions in 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 the sectors of our oppositions. Traditional leaders which is what traditional norms, religious norms, were able to have champions in the religious sector. An imam, you won't believe. We have an imam that is very much trained. We have been able to also afford that imam opportunity to go for training in South Africa where he was trained with by imams themselves in South Africa on LGBTIQ issues. Poligel ser de också till att utbilda förkämpar och såna som traditionellt är emot hbtq-personer 
till exempel religiösa och traditionella ledare. De har till och med lyckats utbilda en imam, berättar Joe, som de skickat på utbildning och som nu hjälper till att sprida budskapet att hbtq-personers rättigheter är detsamma som mänskliga rättigheter. Så, över de years there was a lot of violations. A lot of violations. A lot of violations starting from the range of blackmail, starting from the range of, 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 of self-denial, starting from the range of a lot of our members died because they lack access to health services. The stigma was too high by healthcare providers. So through the same engagement and awareness, through our different uh, 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 race management training, human rights advocacy and, and, and awareness training, STI awareness campaigns, condom distributions campaign. So through those training, we invited healthcare workers to those trainings. And gradually, gradually, we can safely say with our interventions and strategies that we design by hosting these workshops, these are our, our trainings, this awareness at community level, we have been able to what? Have a, 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 a structure of healthcare workers, a referral pathway of those friendly healthcare providers. Våldet mot hbtq-personer har varit omfattande, berättar Joe, och sker på många olika nivåer. Utpressning, psykisk ohälsa och rena dödsfall som en följd av att många inte vågar söka sjukvård på grund av stigmat. Det gäller att sprida kunskap och medvetande om situationen för hbtq-personer så att stigmat upphör, säger Joe. Sen knackar det på dörren till rummet där vi sitter och Ligels ordförande Jennifer Henshaw säger att imamen har kommit och kan tänka sig att medverka i en intervju. Uh, thank you. My name is Sheikh Idris Aswari. I'm from the religious background. I'm an imam. And uh, my, the reason actually is I work with them is from the human rights perspective. I'm the only one for now. In the whole Liberia, I'm the only one. But what happened? If I have more people to train more people, let it let it let it get a support and train more religious leaders. The more you train people, the more you you will change the perception of people. För tillfället är Adrissa Sari den enda hbtq-vänliga imamen i hela Liberia. Genom Ligel har han fått gå kurser i mänskliga rättigheter och nu försöker han få fler religiösa ledare att utbilda sig så att fördomarna ska minska. Actually before I, I had a very 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 different perspective when it comes to LGBT community. Uh, but it just in that I was invited by an organization in South Africa called Al-Fitra Foundation. Al-Fitra Foundation is, is an Islamic uh, friendly LGBT Islamic organization trained imams from all over the world to stand about the rights of, 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 of LGBTs. So I went for that training. From that training, I was able to learn more about this community. And then from there, I decided to be one of their champions mm. uh, to speak uh, when it comes to religious issues. And especially when it comes to the Quran, what did the Quran said about uh, what people understand. So from there, I'm working with them. Uh, I have even organized some training for other imams uh, sometimes. Here in? Uh... Yeah, in Liberia. Yeah, in Liberia. Uh, and uh, today, I think what people used to think about 
few years ago, it's now changing. It's now giving different dynamics uh, because more information is going out that uh, Islam is a, is a religion of freedom. And Islam is, uh, it doesn't force you. The Quran only teaches you about the religion. But the Quran says, does not even force you to become a Muslim. So I believe that if people want to be who they are, as long as they are not against other people, uh, I think uh, from that point, I'm, 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 I'm comfortable to work with them. And I'm spreading this information or other religious groups or other imams around. Islam är en frihetlig religion. Så länge personer inte är emot varandra borde alla få vara och leva som de vill, säger Adrissa. Jag frågar hur det gott att försöka få fler religiösa ledare att bli mer hbtq-vänliga. Det är svårt att ta lång tid, säger Adrissa. För alla tolkar Koranen olika. Dessutom har vi kulturen här i Liberia som gör att många anser att homosexualitet är fel. Det It's a struggle uh, because every, everybody understands the Quran differently. The, the, the understanding of the Quran. The Quran is a literature in how you understand it, how you interpret it. Mm-hmm. And you also have the culture. You know, we in Liberia, we have a culture. Even in, a, in a Christianity, uh, we believe that there are certain things culturally are not permitted. Adris Sari berättar att han själv var en av dem som hade fördomar om hbtq-personer. Men genom utbildningen har de förstått att det här handlar om mänskliga rättigheter. I, I was one of those. I never wanted to be part of because from my understanding of the Quran it was different. Okay, but from the study I went and the awareness I be giving. Now so well, do is difficult, but you can still live with them. You work with them. And when they have their meetings, when they have their And whenever they, they, any problem they have, they always call on for me, and we work together. So my understanding is, from the human rights perspective, that's that's the situation. 90 percent of the population in Liberia is against homosexuality, and it will be a long process to force them to think differently. You have 90 percent of people who have a different perception, and you cannot just get those people today. So it's, it's a long process. It's a, it's, a, it's a long process. As I told you before, I became or uh, even uh, work along with them. I, I was resisting. I said no. The Quran didn't say so. No, we can't work this. This is uh, against my religion. Jag var som sagt själv en av dem som ansåg att homosexualitet var emot min religion, säger Adrissa Sari, Liberias enda hbtq-vänliga imam. En ny person kommer in i rummet på Ligels huvudkontor, H. Blyam Hemian, som leder en speciella grupp inom polisen som kallas för Solidarity Sisters. En grupp specialutbildade poliser vars syfte är att skydda hbtq-personer och se till att de får den lagliga rättvisa de har rätt till. All right, I'm H. Blyam Hemian. I'm the program manager for Solidarity Sister Liberia. And Solidarity Sister Network of Liberia is a protection arm on a legal that seeks the protection of LGBTQ person in Liberia. The entire LGBTQ movement in Liberia, we have the protection response for all of their programs, their safety, their security, access to justice. 
Det var efter en utbildning 2009 som H. insåg att hbtq-frågan handlade om mänskliga rättigheter. Och att hbtq-personer finns i våra familjer och överallt i samhället. Och hur viktigt det är att göra det möjligt för dem att komma ut från garderoben. But after I went for the training in 2009, I have to uh, lens on now to understand that uh, the issue of LGBT issue is a human rights issue, and I ha- I got to understand that LGBT people do exist. They are within our family. They are within more uh, our employer. So we need to understand and open the lens so that we can get them out of the closet. Men att vara en av de få HBTQ-vänliga poliser i Liberia är inte helt enkelt. H berättar att han blivit trakasserad av sina kollegor och anklagad för att själv vara homosexuell. After I started the education I have been named. Peers call me a gay and buy into gay attitude is like I'm 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 a LGBT person that's why I'm supporting the concept. But my response was that I'm not supporting the concept because I'm that person. I'm supporting the concept that the person who is in that party It's my brother. He could be my sister. She could be my sister. She could be my mother. Or he could be my brother. He could be my father. What distinct me? What distinguishing myself from that person because of their sexuality? So training you cannot make you to name and shame me. But I believe if you try to name and shame me, you need a clarity information. So I provide that information and let we working. Jag svarade om att det här är människor som kunde vara min bror, min syster, min mamma, min pappa. Varför ta avstånd från en person på grund av dens sexualitet? Attacker mot hbtq-personer är vanligt och H berättar om en fest som ägde rum i november som plötsligt blev attackerad eftersom grannar ovanför platsen började filma och la ut på sociala medier. Filmer som snabbt blev virala och som gjorde att en lynchmob samlades och tog sig in på festen. De slog sönder stället och misshandlade personer men ingen blev dödad, berättar H. Blyan Hemian. Yeah, there was a party being held, and why in the party it was something like a, a was that welling or? No, it was not welling. Uh-huh. People were having a party, Sally. Yeah. No, the party was November four. So one of the worker of the drop-in center was having his birthday party. He's a community person too. So having a party, he invited community friends. And the storm the place broken into damaged vehicle, wounded individuals and stuff like that. Did somebody die? No, no. there was no death. No. Property no. damage. People, people, yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah. Men det finns undantag. Familjemedlemmar och grannar som inte förskjuter och fördömer hbtq-personer. Jennifer Henshaw, som är ordförande för Legal, berättar att hennes familj alltid accepterat henne för den hon är. I would like to say I'm so grateful to God for the family that he has blessed me with. 
uh, my mom, my dad, may that soul rest in peace and rise again. And even all of my some of my siblings who have gone, may that soul rest in peace and rise again. My family did not discriminate me. They all welcomed me, they embraced me, they loved me. But one advice my mother used to tell me is that I should know who I'm getting connected to. Because there are people who come across you just to know who you are, and at the end of the day, they tarnish your reputation. So just be careful with the kind of friends you come across. But I've not had any problem with my family. Men ett råd min mamma brukade säga var att jag alltid skulle vara försiktig med vem jag har kontakt med eftersom det lätt sprids rykten, säger Jennifer. Och lägger till att Liberia i övrigt är väldigt homofobiskt. Uh, well, it will be very homophobic. Very, very homophobic. And sometimes they come to you, they say it in your face and sometimes they say it at your back. But for me, since I've been knowing myself as an LGBT person, I have not come, you know, into close uh, 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 argument that someone is saying, oh, she's less in my face. No. But maybe they have said, said that at my back. Ingen har kallat mig lesbisk direkt, men kanske har de sagt det bakom ryggen, säger Jennifer. Och berättar att hon själv har erfarenhet av våld på grund av sin sexuella läggning. 2016 was a worst experience for me in my advocacy where I got attacked by my neighbor and my finger got chopped off by my neighbor with a knife she bite it what yeah oh my god what happened i came from kenya 2016 and then uh, this day it was uh, a dream that i had i had this dream my neighbor dog, the dog that my that my neighbor had, bit my, this identical finger in my dream. When I woke up that morning, I kept I, I felt the pain. This day, I came from work one night, one Thursday night. At the time I was living Dupo Road. That night, I noticed something fishy. My neighbor and her husband, they were out. I locked my door and went in to go sleep. Jag hade en dröm strax innan. Det jag drömde att samma finger blev avbitet av en hund, säger Jennifer, och håller fram sitt stympade finger. När jag vaknade på morgonen kunde jag känna smärtan. Senare den kvällen noterade jag att något konstigt var på gång hos min granne, så jag låste dörren och gick och la mig. The following week, my neighbor my next door neighbor and the landlord got into an argument on the issue of rent. So that's why I began to sense as a Obertin, I should be very careful with these people. So I tried to block my side of the apartment. So normally when I'm going to work, I will block it. When I come from work, I will see it on block. All right? So this day, Thursday night, when I came from work, They were all outside. Those things that I put to block it, it was not there. So early Friday morning when I woke up, I said, okay, I'm going to put it back there. So in the in the, in the, in the, in the process of putting it back there, uh, I saw the daughter of my neighbor coming towards me now. 
saying that if I put anything on the banister, she will attack me. I said, for what? She said, but it, 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 it's, it's a place where we sit. I said, no, this is the push. This is my push. You have yours. The reason why I didn't take the, the war so high is because I feel that we should live here as family. But from what, what I'm sensing from you guys, it's scaring me. So I want to protect myself by putting these things there. Please, when I put it there, do not take it from there. And she said, I would, she's going to take it from there. So I said, okay, then come and take it from there. Let me see. So in the process of her coming to take it, that's how I grabbed her by the hand. When I had her hand, before I could make up my mind, her mother came from the back and knocked me with a stake. It wasn't like an attack. So in the process, I wanted to turn to the mother. That was when she grabbed my finger and bit it up. Det hade varit bråk mellan grannen och hyresvärden så Jennifer kände sig otrygg och blockerade sin del av verandan med möbler och bråte. Men när hon kom hem på kvällen var allt bortplockat. Nästa dag kom grannens dotter och sa att om Jennifer inte plockade undan sitt bråte skulle de attackera henne. För vad? frågade Jennifer. Grannen svarade att hon blockerade verandan där de brukade sitta. Jennifer invände att de hade sitt eget utrymme på verandan. Men flickan fortsatte säga att hon i så fall skulle ta bort grejerna själv. Jennifer försökte hindra henne. Bråk uppstod. Och plötsligt dök grannfrun upp och attackerade Jennifer med en pinne. Och det var i tumultet som grannen bet av henne fingret. Jag tog det kvist till polisen. Polisen har varit arrestad. Jag för tre dagar sent us to court, we went to the court, not knowing at the court level, her mother knew uh, one of the lawyers. So there was this uh, lady that was there as her defense counsel. She, the defense counsel, took side with the girl who did this to me. Reason, the mother went to them that I'm a lesbian, you know, when you hear the kind of things, you don't want to get on your side. So that's how they went and played with the case. But as God could have it, they still went, because of the push, she was detained, and then she was sent to the Moravia prison. To my greater surprise, after three months, I learned that this lady was free. I said, how? I was never reached. I was never been I was never in the know how this lady got released. Freedom House uh, gave me funding for relocation. Mm-hmm. That's how I relocated. I was able to move to Congo town to where I stay presently. And where I stay presently is very peaceful, good for me. People there know my sexuality, but no one had problem with me there. Mm-hmm. Jag tog saken till polisen och sände grannfrun i fängelse i tre dagar. Men i rättegången några veckor senare så menade grannen att det som hänt var på grund av att Jennifer var lesbisk och att rätten därför inte borde ta hennes sida. Rätten lyssnade på dem och grannfrun blev friad. 
Jennifer fick hjälp av Freedom House, en organisation som jobbar med mänskliga rättigheter, och flyttade till ett säkrare område i Monrovia. Bredvid oss sitter Joe Wellington Thomas och lyssnar. Till skillnad från Jennifer kände han inte samma stöd från sin familj, vilket gjorde att han under sin uppväxt förträngde och gömde sina känslor och istället valde ett konventionellt liv, även om han hela tiden visste att han var bisexuell. With my upbringing there was this vibe and this uh, sensation within knowing myself as uh, having desires that were quite different from the regular desires and pleasures of all humans. So with that over the years I uh, knowing myself for who I am and then family family pressure and uh, social norms though those issues killed that vibe and pushed it in the closet and caused me to take a different turn. But Overall, I realized myself as being a bisexual. Pressen att bilda familj var stor, så Joe gjorde allt som förväntades av honom. Gifte sig och skaffade barn. Med sin hemliga längtan noga gömd långt där inne. And then uh, I fell in love with this uh, female. It's a female because of social norms. I couldn't express myself for who I really want to be. So I, I had to fit in the family line. Bring a girl home. Mommy wanted to see a girl. I had kids who got married, but that vibe was still there. Joe levde dubbelliv med familj och barn, men så ofta han kunde sökte han i hemlighet upp olika möten med HBTQ-communityt. Det var under ett sånt möte han träffade Jennifer, som uppmanade honom att komma om bord och engagera sig i frågan. Jag ville, men det kändes svårt eftersom jag fortfarande var gift, säger Joe. Men till slut insåg jag att jag var tvungen att göra det och bestämde mig för att ägna mig helhjärtat åt arbetet med Legals kamp för våra rättigheter. Because with all the stigma and family and that I had to sneak out of the general population, sneak into the LGBTQ organizations for some social gatherings. Whenever I hear there's an LGBTQ gathering somewhere, there's an LGBTQ party somewhere, I sneak out. I go enjoy myself. I go mingle with my kind of people. And then in that gathering we we meet faces, we meet each other, we share aspirations. So Jennifer was like, "Oh, you need to come on board. You will feel much safer working for your own kind." I was like, "Jennifer, I'm thinking about it, but it's quite difficult." But because you were still married, still by married by the time. Yeah. So with that, um I mustered the courage. I mustered the courage when I realized the first engagement with Uh, legal where I attended the uh human rights advocacy workshop where Jennifer spoke on the different instruments what are those instruments that guide LGBTI people what are the instruments that we use to fight for our change and that that brought joy to me and seeing community members sitting down in the room different kind of people new faces that brought joy to me and then from that moment I decided to really come on board to be full part of the community and help design programs, projects and interventions that together we can speak and what into implement those interventions and we can have the change that we are having right now. Trots att kampen mot fördomar, trakasserier och förföljelse ser ut att bli lång, är Joe, Jennifer och de andra vi möter på Legal optimistiska. Utvecklingen går åt rätt håll, säger Jennifer. Och Joe håller med. Sakta men säkert. Steg för steg. 
Du har hört Body Rights, en podd från RFSU, av och med mig, Maria Sveland. Det här var den sista delen för säsongen i en serie om aktivister i Liberia. Nya avsnitt kommer nästa höst, men misströsta inte. Du hittar massor av spännande och livsviktiga program i vårt arkiv som du kan lyssna på fram till dess. På vår hemsida och överallt där poddar finns. Sök på Body Rights.